Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. This is why I need Oscar. Welcome to Drunk on Broad. I am your host, Rich Conroy. If you don't know this by now, well, what you don't know is this is actually the second take. We actually started off with my monologue, and then I realized, shit, I never went live. Well, that's how I feel about the draft. Good night, folks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome back, Philly. Another edition of Drunk on Broad. I'm your host, Rich Conroy, alongside Don Juan, Mr. Don Conaway, and of course, Big Nick Nasty. What is going on, gentlemen? What's up, boys? How's it going? You, you know, like uh, I just was saying <laughs> a few minutes ago, I'm okay. I woke up and uh, I'm okay. You know, things things are good. Things are, I guess, okay. I don't understand why our display names aren't showing, but that's it is what it is. If you don't know us by now, then well, now you on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. It's all right. yeah, you're all right. So, but anyway, gentlemen, how are we feeling? What's going on? I mean, I feel better about this draft after sleeping on it a little bit. Um, the you know the initial the initial reaction about the second round pick, and you know we'll get into that in in, in a little bit. But I, I I feel better having kind of done a little bit of digging, done a little bit of research, listened to some people in the NFL, uh, people that I trust, people that are are you know entrenched in in either in the league or analyzing the league. So um, I feel better, um, but there's a lot to be discovered with the guys that they picked. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Nick, Nick, how you feeling? Um, I mean, I'm very indifferent. I think the, the issue that I have with a lot of other Philly fans have is he really needed to hit this draft out of the ballpark, right, for him to kind of, win us back and kind of have some faith in him. Um, he talks a big game. He always does, even the press conference after. But I think, you know, the first round pick was kind of a can't miss once you're, the two corners are gone. 
Um, you know, and Sewell's gone. So, like, they're the three players that we talked about. We would want over Devontae Smith. It's a good segue, Nick. Um, so I think that, you know, the first-round pick, it's like we traded up good. You know, Dallas won Parsons, clearly. We wanted the, we wanted the receiver. Made sense for both. Um, I think the rest of the draft is kind of, which I'm sure we'll get into. I think overall, though, I'm very indifferent. Um, I don't think it was good. I don't necessarily think it was bad. I agree. I mean, I'm on the fence. Yeah, and, I'm in uh, neutral right now. Chris asked, what do you think of Devonta Smith? Thank you for uh, watching and the questions. So we're just going to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Sure. I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm not. He wasn't the guy that I was targeting. I mean, everybody knows who I wanted, but he wasn't there. So um, I'm over it. Um, I'll take the guy who puts Hertz in a position to have a weapon. Um, probably the best route runner in the draft, in my opinion. I mean, I saw what he did last year, and he was an unstoppable force. So hopefully he continues that. Uh, the only bad thing is he'll be playing against some pretty decent corners, uh, yeah. especially on the Washington side. Uh, Washington just loaded up in this draft on defense. So did the Cowboys. They only got better. The Giants are just laughable. Um, I don't understand why they wanted Devonta Smith because it just makes me laugh. Like you're going to run four wide sets all day and you don't have an offensive line block blocking for Daniel Jones. But who am I? I? I don't know. I'm not a scout. So Devonta Smith, I give it an A. I mean, it's a, it was a layup. I would have, if I'm the Eagles, I probably would have traded with uh, the Bears and got the haul that I believe the Giants got for that. Like, I mean, that's a lot of picks that they gave up, especially for yeah. next year with another draft that is loaded. And we still could have did something at 20. So I'm happy with it. I'll take it. It, it is what it is. Don, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to look at it in totality. So looking at the fact that, you know, by moving back to 12, you're gaining a first round pick. Yeah. And then you're only giving up a third to get back to 10 to get the guy that you, that, that they wanted. So if I'm saying, would I rather have who was available at six or would I rather have Smith plus an extra one next year? Yeah. I, I, I think I'm, I'm okay with, with having Devonte Smith and having the one next year and having that piece to be able to make a move at quarterback if you want to. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I look at the fact that, you know, I mean, they didn't give up much to move from 12 to 10. Nothing. And I love, I mean, I love the fact that they, they got to the screw over the Cowboys or they got to the screw over the Giants. Who wanted and, them to screw who, over who, the Cowboys and, wanted and, them to screw over Giants. So and, and I so I don't get like Richard were just talking, I don't get what the Giants were doing. Like I, I don't get their obsession with having the extra wide receiver when you've already got Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton. Yeah, it makes no sense. And Evan Ingram. And when, when when you need offensive line help. Like, and I hate the Giants, but if there was anybody that needed offensive line help, it was the Giants. Yeah. Nick, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, to Don's point, I think you kind of have, you kind of have to look at it to, with, in the totality of the whole, the whole situation, right? We, we have Devontae Smith, which, you know, he's going to be our number one. Obviously he's an outside receiver. He's proven that he can succeed in the toughest conference of football. He's got the accolades to show for it. Um, we talked about how we feel about Devontae Smith already. It's not that he's not a good player. It's just that we thought we had bigger needs, right? Um, yeah. But I think in that spot, and you're going if you're going to stay in that area or even move up, I guess if you're if you're in that situation as the GM, you have to look at 
Do I move up to 10 and take this receiver knowing the Giants want him? Or do I stay put and take the BPA? I don't know who that's going to be. Was it Rashawn Slater? Maybe they didn't want offensive linemen in the first round, right? Yeah. Was it, um, you know, was it somebody else in that area? Maybe, maybe I mean, it probably we would have taken Micah Parsons maybe, but um, if you stay put, I get it. Um, but they still have the three first-round picks next year. You get a legit number one wide receiver, you hope, um, you know, that you hope his size doesn't hurt him negatively. Like you said, this conference has – you know, I'm not worried about necessarily, you know, Diggs, Quandre Diggs or, you know, in the um, – for Dallas, even though it's Stephon Diggs' brother, he works out with him, so he's going to improve. Washington corners, they're not bad. The Giants have Bradbury, who's locked down on the outside too, so you have all these good corners. Um, but it's it's a need – it still fills a need for us. So mm-hmm. I think the only choice you can give it is an A just because of – if you look at the whole situation where we were at six, we traded back to 12, and you're worried, like, there's no chance we're going to get Devontae Smith – or either corner, yeah. and then we move up, and we're at 12, and then we see both corners, right? J.C. Horn going eight was a surprise. All of us, me and Rick was talking about it. We are like, damn, he went early. And I was like, we were like, me and said, thing. I guess they see what we were talking about, what we right. saw too. I guess somebody else sees it too. He led up 50 yards only one time in his whole college career, and that was 2019, and the only man to do it is now on the Eagles, and that was Devonta Smith for right. 60 yards. And the only and thing that is a positive is I didn't think the Broncos would take certain. But them doing that forced the Cowboys' hand to make a move with us because that's who the Cowboys wanted. And then when Sertain's there, they say, you know what? All right, you want to come up and get him? We'll just we'll get Parsons. We know the Giants are going to take him, and we yeah. know that um, the Giants will just stupidity them their their own way out. Of yeah, the I mean, but they didn't. So but then once they took Devontae Smith, um, then you have to figure someone else is going to make a move up, right? So we're going to all be on the same page with this pick. I think it was the best – looking back on it, the whole situation, if Devontae goes before them and the corners, then we're really screwed. Who knows yep. what kind of yeah. rabbit he tries to pull out of his hat. That's a typical uh, Howie move, as they say. If that happens, who knows what he drafts, but we'll take it. I mean, it's at least the positive arts. a receiver that has legit potential. He's got the accolades to prove it, and he did it in the SEC. Well, I was going to say, Done. the fact that he, he did it in the SEC, he did it – and you look at the guys that he was going up against – Every day in practice, he's going up against Sertain. He's going up like the the and and you look at the stable of wide receivers that have come out of Alabama recently. Yeah, fool. and you look at the fact that he's he's now going to be in that elite category. Yeah. Um, I I think you know and and here's something that speaks to his character. I heard something about the fact that he voluntarily put himself on special teams as a senior. And Alabama. So like that to me speaks to character because it's saying I'm going to like we need our best guys on the field. Yeah. Whether it's on kickoff, whether it's on punt return, whatever it is. Um, Not that he's going to be doing that here. Um, But I just think I I look at the uh, that tells me that's a guy who's invested in the team, not necessarily in himself. So. So what I saw today was uh, seven out of the nine Eagles draft picks were actually team captains. So you're going to see the. You're going to see the leadership qualities. I have to tell the yep. dog, stop. They're about to go at it. Not, not on my podcast. Not on my podcast. I'm not redoing the opening again, dogs. Not today. But we are going to transition into the number or the second round pick. And the second round pick, Landon Dickerson, Devonta Smith's boy, the guard from yeah. Bama. Well, Nick, how about you uh, open this one up there, bud? Yeah, so, I mean – the, the interview speaks for itself, right? People, they said that he interviews really well. He's a smart kid. He loves football. 
He's a dog on the field. The players love him. I know that a couple – Devontae Smith, along with a couple other Alabama players, came out and said that, you know, he was the glue of that team. I remember – I don't know if you guys saw the video of him when he tore his ACL. They let him come in for the game for one play. And yeah. I was cheering because, um, you know, he came back in and they let him come in for a snap. I mean, if he's on the field, his numbers show – like we talked about it, Rich, he had five – I think it was 585 total dropbacks in college, only one sack allowed. I thought it was like 800-something. I thought You it was might be right. Bad. It might be 800. Yeah, it was like 800-something, like, which, is, which is incredible. Which only really like is. one only one sack allowed. He's versatile. He can play both guard spots. He can play center. Um, it just shows his talent. The issue that we have is we have four major surgeries in five years in college. So he's missed part of each season due to a knee, two knee surgeries. I think it's both knees ACLs. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's also knees. two serious ankle injuries or just two ankle surgeries. So, I mean, it's an injury risk. The problem is, is that this medical staff, when it comes to injuries has been terrible. Yeah. Right. So the, we weren't, it's, it's crazy because I was, we were, I was thinking about it once. I know me and Rich talked about it before, like, for the last three years, they've been top three in league injuries. Like, that's a fact. With players yeah. being injured, players not coming back the way they're supposed to. And after they won the Super Bowl, Howie brought in his own medical team to take over. You know what I mean? He got brought his own medical team to take over for the Eagles. And then ever since he brought that new medical team in, they don't know their ass from their elbows. It's like you're bringing in these players and these soft tissue injuries. Like the Deshaun Jackson thing still bothers me. You bring these players in with these soft tissue yeah. injuries, and they just linger. Yeah. You never got Sidney Jones on the field, right? Right. Even though the first year was a redshirt year, you never really got him back, right? He just never. He was just never right. So what yeah, do you and it's do? like I mean, we're and to, who do you blame for that? And and you know, they're saying that they don't know that this is going to be a redshirt year for Dickerson. But then my thing is, if I trust our medical staff, I'm going to try and get him out there. Do I? No. Right. If I was him, I'd be like, yeah, I want to. I want to just take my time and get back. Make so sure then, right. then it becomes then it becomes our second round pick doesn't even play for us this year. Yeah. You know? So what do we get? Talent wise, I think he's an A-level talent. He's probably a first round pick if he doesn't get hurt. But pick yeah. overall, I'll give it a C just because he's hurt and we don't know if he's ever going to be the same player. You know, Agreed. four major surgeries on your body as a lineman. The guys are just going to get bigger and stronger in this league. So he's got to improve, man. There. Yeah. Don Juan, I mean, what do you got? Buddy? I, I, I think I like I look at the like the the measurables tell me one thing, right? His size, like him being like six six three four, like that, to me tells me everything I need to know about like the size of the guy, right? So, but when I look at his tape when he's on the field, I mean he's running over dudes and doing it with an attitude like something that you want on your offensive line, similar to what you have in Lane Johnson similar to what you have in Brandon Brooks. And I just had flashbacks of Sidney Jones, though. I look at, like, a guy who has A-level talent, but who has a history of injuries. And this guy um, – now, listen, I listened to – there was an interview with um, with Brian Baldinger and talking right. about, like, him being the, the best interior lineman in the draft. And it just – I'm – I'm I'm frustrated because it it comes with, uh, but if he's healthy, and that right. to me yeah. drives me nuts. And when I look at the holes that you know we talked last week about the fact that like they need picks in this draft to play day one, and when we look at this the, the this group of guys that they picked, I I I don't think we got there. We got and one. That's maybe. what's frustrating about it. You got yeah. one day one guy, and you needed three. 
And that that's what's frustrating because you had guys on the board there when, when you're picking at 37 and you know, you've got guys uh, and the one guy that I thought that they were going to take a look at. And because it's a, a spot that they obviously addressed later on the draft was Christian Barrymore, a guy who's yeah. a Philly kid, a guy who's, who's excelled at the highest level. At and, he Alabama, the and he was there and look, and, and the Patriots take him with the next pick. That to yeah. me tells me something because they were they were running up there saying, "Gimme, gimme, gimme, gimme!" Yeah, yeah. So it it, it it's I know that it's an A level talent, but I know that there was like Asante Samuel Jr. was there. Yeah, that's who I wanted at that pick. I thought yep. that that was the pick. Um, he's and healthy. That's exactly, you know, and that's and, exactly and, what Tim McManus said. Tim McManus literally reading what he said. Sorry, I'm going through like my notes and I no. saw it. And they literally. This is what Tim McManus said. The Eagles no doubt did extensive work on his medicals, but with cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. and defensive tackle Christian Barrymore available at the time, there's an argument they should have gone in a different direction. And Nick, you're a yeah. you know, guy you you talked about last week. Richie Grant went, you know, three picks later. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh damn, Nick's yeah. boy. I mean, you have to look at it this way. Like, okay, uh, sorry, Don. What is your grade? No, for I, I didn't. I didn't get your grade. I'm I'm in that same boat. I'm in like a C. Like yeah. he could get better, but like the, so the ceiling, when I listen to the interviews that when they're talking about the ceiling for him is like, could be an all pro. He could be Quentin Nelson. That's what they're saying. He, yeah. he, he could be Quentin Nelson. Right. But he's got to stay healthy. And, and I hate that it has that asterisk on it that like he could be an all pro, but he has to stay healthy. Or he could that, be out of league in two years. Or he could be, there. you know, he, he could be, he could be Danny Watkins. Like, yeah. it could yeah, I mean, I, mean yeah. I look at it. I look at it as look at the different sports. Look at Grady Sizemore. Look at Grant Hill. Look at guys who dominated the sport, but then just suffered injuries and could never be live up to the potential of yeah. what they were. I look at Landon Dickerson. I I see the stats. I see the comparisons. I see all that. But you got to understand. Motherfuckers, we are Eagles fans. We have been dealing with the injury bug for the past four, five, six years. We've seen our team decimated by injuries. So for me to get behind a pick of a what-if guy could be an all-pro, okay, that's great. But how I look at it right now is he probably won't see the field next year. Why draft him? Understood. Oh, my God. He's so great when he's healthy. But I'm sick of hearing that with Eagles players. Malik Jackson was supposed to come into this defense and make an impact. Never did. Always hurt. Now he's out of town. Probably will have a great career. Jordan Hicks, the guy that we drafted, supposed to be the linebacker of our future. We get rid of him. Stays healthy with the Cardinals. Probably going to be an all-pro when he ends his career. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. 
or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I just I can't get behind it. I can't get behind drafting a guy with four major injuries and saying, hey, yeah, it could pan out. He could be the next Quentin Nelson. No. Or he could just never see the field and you wasted an early second round pick. And Stompy Samuel Jr. becomes an all-pro and Christian Barrymore becomes an all-pro and your boy, Richie, becomes an all-pro. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the other thing, Rich, that bothers me is that I look at like they took DK Metcalf off their draft board. Because of his neck. But this guy who had four consecutive four four out of five of his college seasons end in an, in injuries, and he yep. stays on your draft board, folks. We're gonna and, end. We're gonna end on that note because that was probably one of the most intelligent things ever said, especially about injury concerns. Because we want right. to put guys on pedestals like DK Metcalf. Oh my God, he was hurt. Take him off your big board. But Landon Dickerson, shoot him up to the early second round because oh, we need to have this guy. Right. What is the need to have a guy that's we could get the best guard coming out of next year's draft who could probably play in the second round or the first yep. round, especially if your concern is, hey, Jason Kelsey might retire next year or you need somebody to back up Brandon Brooks. To me, Landon Dickerson is going to be baby Brandon Brooks. He's going to be hurt all the time, but when he's great, he's great. But when he's hurt, he's completely fucking useless because he can't be on the field. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you can't stay healthy, I don't want you. I'm yeah. sorry. It's nothing against your character. The guy could get all the applaud. He could save kittens from fires. I get it, man. Like you're a great dude, but I'm not watching football to see how awesome of a person you are. I'm watching football to see how you can help my team succeed. You right. being on the bench year one, especially getting dressed, and it's not his fault he was drafted no. that high in the second. That's kudos to him for getting drafted that high. It just, to me, it's stupid. Regardless of what people say, oh my God, people are freaking out over this. I'm not freaking out. I'm just not happy with it. So I'm going to give it a D with the potential to be an A plus with the potential to be sure. uh, a withdrawal from the class. We'll put it that I way. Like, I feel like we were, we were having the same conversation last year. Like yeah, Jalen Hurts, great guy, but you way overdrafted him. Yeah, could have got like, him in the not, fourth or fifth round. And at least the difference with Jalen Hurts is is he didn't have the injury concerns. Like it's like Correct. yeah, it's like Rich, like that kid from Notre Dame. Remember we were we were talking about like why how did he fall? You know, JOK, Jeremiah, Cormel, right? They said apparently I read today that a couple of days before the draft there was an issue that they said they noticed something with his heart. Oh geez, that they didn't like. But then they they talked to the doctors and he was cleared before draft, saying that like. Now, it was something that came up, but, you know, it was – I don't know if it was a regular heartbeat. They said everything's corrected. He's good. It won't be a problem. So teams took him off their board because – That's they crazy. Him down. I was wondering like, what you happened. Got, you got cleared, though. It's like 
The same thing with Metcalf. Like he had the neck injury, like we t- like you talked about. Yeah. And then they said that a lot of teams were like, you know, it's not going to be a career ender. It's not going to shorten his career. So I don't know. And then it's just like Don said, you're scared of these players that are a little bit hurt. Like he had an irregular heartbeat that you get cleared. This guy has both of his knees shredded and both of his ankles shredded. And I'm supposed to expect him to come in. Listen, in two years from now, if he played, if he plays the end of this year and then he plays all next year and he's great, okay, I'll give it a better grade. I'm be like, but it was a good pick, sure. You know, I'm a real big proponent of when I'm wrong, and I love doing that. I love being like, hey, I was wrong. Sure, my bad. I'm not. I have no problem apologizing for things. Absolutely. if this comes back to me and says, hey, Rich, you're an asshole. Like you gave this guy a D because you're upset with his injury concerns. I'm like, hey, man, I'm so happy this guy proved me wrong because yeah. I don't like being proved right. I don't yeah. like being the negative Nancy, the negadelphian, but you're not going to spit on my cupcake and tell me it's frosting. You're not going to disguise something for what it is. This guy has been hurt his whole fucking career. There's yeah. nothing that's going to change overnight, especially with our dog shit medical staff. Exactly. So please save exactly. the bullshit and let's move on to the third round. With the third round pick, we selected DT Milton Williams from La Tech that made everybody go, what the what? fuck? Don, <laughs> take it away, bud. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it was hard. I'm looking at the at the guys that were there. At that pick, and I just don't get it. I, I don't, and and I don't get the obsession that and the emphasis that they put on the defensive line in this draft. When they end up, they end up taking two edge rushers and two D tackles, and they take and they they don't. I, I re- really honestly wish they had addressed the defensive tackle position in the same way that they addressed. The, the 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 D line, um, yeah, I mean, he he's a guy who's you know undersized, but you know I mean he he he's two eighty, and you're talking about playing him you know against guys and and let's just compare him against uh uh you know the the guy that they just drafted if he's if he's two eighty going going up against Landon Dickerson who's three thirty. Who's who's gonna win that battle? You know, especially in a, I, running, especially in a rundown. It, yes, exactly. Usually the bigger um, guy, big guys beat right. up little guys. So again, Rich, I think I'm I'm in a position where I, I want to pr- prove me wrong. Please, I I would I will gladly eat crow and say I was wrong. I just it seemed like it, it seemed like the out of all the picks that they made, this was the biggest reach that they made um, when, when they take him at, at 73. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. Nick, what do you got for me, buddy? Yeah. I mean, I just think that, you know, apparently based on some of the perspective big boards, that was kind of the range he was going. I just don't like it for this team. Right. And this mm-hmm. roster, right. Like one of our buddies, uh, Rich said earlier, you know, that he graded in, over 85 in both run D and pass D and broke the pro football focus record for beating offensive linemen. I said, that's great, but he played at Louisiana tech. He didn't play at yeah. Alabama. He didn't play at Clemson. He didn't play at Notre Dame. Uh, the American right? conference or whatever. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, there's good players there and I get it. Like you have to be productive there. Sure. But is he going to be able to hold up against these, the Cowboys line all year, the Redskins line all year we play, 
you know, there's a lot of good teams with a lot of good linemen, right, that we're going to be playing. Yeah. These are all NFL linemen that are big, strong, physical. Um, many years. Ultimately, you drafted him, but you have so much invested in Cox and Hargrave. If everything's yeah. going right, you don't really want him to see the field that much anyway. No. Right? No. So, like, yeah, he might – you want him to rotate in, maybe give him 10 to 15 snaps. Okay, but is that really worth – is 10 to 15 snaps worth a third-round pick? If you're a really good team and you're the Chiefs or Buccaneers, it is. If you're the Eagles, it's not because we have a lot of holes. You need to get – we talked about it before. You need to get at least three starters. Four or five of them need to be impact players in some type of role, whether it's a you're a backup corner, you play slot, you're a rotational wide receiver, whatever it is. So, yeah, Rich, I don't know what kind of noise that was. That, that was Rue uh, was chewing a bone, but – Callie decided to steal it from her and then Brew got Callie's hand. So yeah. That's, um, that's what that was. So like I the kid, it's like it's the same thing. Like it's not the kid's fault. He got drafted good for him. It's a good spot for him to get drafted, obviously. Right. Like I don't think that that was the best pick for us. Um, yeah. you know, and at the time the cornerbacks there, like I don't know really much there is, but we still Howie is allergic to impact linebackers. Right. He's allergic to impact corners on a draft. That would have been a third round. You know, he f- ended up falling later, but that was a perfect spot to take somebody like Jabril Cox. I was, I was Nick, I was just thinking the same thing. Because he, had, he ends up not going until the fifth round. But yeah, but like that's a t- – yeah, I know. I've read it's a double <laughs> For this team, uh, for this team that's not a reach because he would have started for you day one. Exactly. Right? Yes. And you're like, he, okay. He might. I, I was looking at his profile before he got drafted. He was only a two-star recruit. Went to North Dakota State. Was their best player on defense. So then he grad transfers and goes to goes to LSU. They had a down year, but he was their best player, like in the middle of the field for all year, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's running around playing. You know, in that in that conference, you got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to dissect. You got to be able to run. So he showed that he he's worth being an NFL linebacker. So why did we not take him? It's because how he doesn't value that position. I thought I thought we would get lucky. I'm like, all right, maybe we get a new defensive coordinator and he'll kind of have some input. Like, hey, I need linebackers to run my defense. Look at the Colts defense. You got Darius Leonard. He's the captain of the defense, right? Let's go get our Darius Leonard. No, we don't have that. We have who's our number one linebacker? Uh, Alex Singleton. Exactly. So that's ding, my ding, ding. Uh, Practice so, one guy. Like he earned his. No, Alex Singleton plays plays his ass off. He does. Oh, he does. Yeah, he earned. We his need spot. we need we need more talent on that. Like, not the D-line. The guys behind them, if they're really good, they make the D-line better. So, yes. he's drafting D-line. But if you have really good linebackers, your D-line is better. If you have really good cornerbacks and cities, your D-line, by in turn, is better. Right? So, instead of just drafting five defensive t- tackles, draft a safety. Draft a linebacker. Draft a corner. Hit every level, man. We need to improve everywhere. So, so this made a I'll give it a C as well. This yeah. makes a and, C. And, and, I think the kid can be productive. But I just don't think it fits what we needed. Yes. So before even- I give my pick, Don, I apologize because I want to cut sure. you off. But I mm-hmm. want to talk about something important. Today started the first day of voting for Don. The first oh. day for voting for Don. Oscar, what is going on, Oscar, bud? There he is. What's up? There he is. Chris is very happy that you weren't here. Uh, <laughs> so I'll throw that up. I'll throw that up for you. I don't know why he hates you, but he hates you. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, so anyway, Don, please tell us about the voting for this week because I believe it is only three days, correct? So, five days. So it's Take so over. it runs. It started today, runs through Friday. Um, you can vote once a day on any device you have. 
Um, you can vote through the, you know, the, the links are in, I have the link to vote in the top of my bio on, on Twitter, the Twitter and it's scrolling in the ticker. A any of those links will get you directly to the place to vote. Um, you can vote uh, now and through, you know, through midnight on Friday uh, and the, the winner uh, will be awarded uh, a, an additional $20,000 grant, which will be uh, something that would be insanely helpful for, you know, to kind of kickstart some of these projects that were, you know, always, you know, the, 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 you know, ever, just like at home, you know, you always have these dream projects of things that you want to try to get done. Um, you know, it's been something that's kind of been talked about, you know, in, in converting our school library into like a STEM lab. So, our uh, our thing is now to to try to use this money to start to kind of kickstart that project, and you know it's it's kind of got the attention of some some local businesses to be able to kind of get them involved to know that there's some money to kind of kickstart the project. So uh, anything that anybody can do, you can share it with anybody. Anybody can vote. Anybody uh, anywhere. You know, if you know somebody in in Europe. You know somebody in Hawaii, Australia, yeah. wherever, wherever you know share people, it. send it to share it, repost and, uh, it, do whatever you can. Thank you, Chris. Chris. Thank, thank you. you. For voting. We know he wouldn't have voted if it was Oscar in the running. Yeah, I know. He'd be like, Oscar, <laughs> fuck that guy. Can't teach uh, himself out of a paper bag. Not, <laughs> not my Oscar. But uh, yes, guys, please vote for Don. I'm posting it, it all week. I'm going to post it multiple times a day uh, as much as I can. Any device. It's literally two clicks. Yep, it is. Correct. It's super it, simple. It, it, you don't have to put any email. You, you literally don't. That's it. You should probably just post it on my Instagram.com down, right? Yeah, I believe you could also put it on the Facebook. I believe you could put it on the Facebook. Watch. Click. And Click on my face right there. Boop. That makes it so easy. So I don't uh, think that's it. That's, That's a vote. It. Right Thank you for voting. Thank like, you for voting. Get okay. out there, vote, push it. You know anybody? Share it as much as you can. Let's you bring know this anybody in down. any community. Yeah, you know, so hearing some of the you know my my wife's was, was hanging up QR codes at work for people to vote. Her friends are sharing it in in you know in their Facebook group. So you know anybody that that wants to share it with anybody, you know we're just trying to we're. Like we've been saying all, all month of March, we're, we're doing it for the kids. Doing it for the kids. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much what we do. We do it for the kids. Not me because I'm not a teacher. <laughs> Don does it for the kids. <laughs> we do it for Don. He does it for the kids. Right. You're, you're doing we're it for the, the kids by, 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 by proxy. <laughs> I do. It's just like you probably uh, won't be allowed near school. Yeah. Anything yeah. A thousand yards away from the school. Who puts a bar next to a playground? It's entrapment. It's entrapment. <laughs> just can't do it. Anyway, back to uh, Milton Williams. Don, thank you for that. Also, at the end, Don is going to tell us what he is doing tomorrow, uh, why he can't be on the show, but that's why we're doing the show tonight. And either way, all of us don't care. We're having fun. We're talking draft. It is what it is. I, actually, you know what the funny thing is? The mood just changes when Oscar comes in the room. I don't know what it is. Just it's seeing his, right. his it's face. Just smile, bro. Happy, oh, happy birthday, Mama Oz. Happy birthday, you beautiful woman, we love you. Thank you for giving birth to this handsome man that we like to call Oscar. I don't know if I was her worst mistake or her best mistake. <laughs> uh, I'll go with her best. I would never, never say worst. But anyway, back to Milton Williams. Yeah, here's my, here's my uh, opinion on it. I don't care. 
I don't think a defensive tackle was a need. You, you, you want to draft a lineman? Dope. That's cool. 6'3", 284 pounds. They gave him the comparisons of Aaron Donald. Yeah, dude, he's a monster. Have you seen him? Yeah, I seen him play against Tulsa. Like, that was cool. Uh, all right. Uh, who the hell's on Tulsa? Alabama every weekend. Well, I'm sorry. That usually ma- There's a very big size comparison in some of these teams' offensive lines and defensive lines. True. If you look at North Dakota State, when they played, the average offensive lineman that they faced was like 215 pounds. So their 400-pound juggernauts on defense would destroy all these D1 AA teams. Correct. I, that's why I'm not a big fan or big proponent of North Dakota State players. I get Trey Lance gets drafted three. I think that's a terrible mistake, especially since he's played one game in like, I don't know, 17 months. And right. he didn't look too sharp in that, regardless of how great he interviews and how smart he is. See, now we're off topic because now we're just talking about big guys beating up little guys. And that's basically what Milton Williams did. Here's so, my thing, though, when you say that, though, Rich. It's just like, can you blame a kid from South Jersey like that? No. Sterling? No. He plays no. Group two school kids compared to a Penn Slocking kid who plays group four people the entire time? Not at all. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're good enough, you can make that jump to the level. And- yes. Here's the thing, though. I, I will never crap on the kid. Yeah. yeah, the kid is playing wherever he got the wherever he got the opportunity to play, and I'll never fault the kid for taking advantage of the fa- that he can take a scholarship and go get an education and yeah. go get a degree or or work towards a degree and 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 use that as a way as the means to to better himself. And I won't fault the kid forever for for getting picked where he got picked. Sure, I can. No, it's not his fault. I, I, I can hold the team accountable and say, yeah. All right, really? Like I'd, this guy could have like what they should have done. They should have flip flopped and they should have taken the DB in, in the second round. And if you wanted to take a, a, a D tackle or, or an O lineman, take them in the third round. And I think oh, that's what Oscar yeah. missed when we were talking pretty much enough, yeah. like with the Landon Dickerson pick that you missed. I'm not faulting the kid for being picked there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's the team drafting the kid. I'm not mad at Milton Williams or the competition he faced. Like he went to a school, he balled yeah. out, he did his thing. Right. But what yeah. I'm also, I mean, that's the same thing with that that drafting another defensive tackle. We don't need it. So why did you draft it? Just so don't you know, get it. Yeah. You know what, Rich? I think that in, if round two, if they would have taken Asante Samuel Jr. and then taken Milton Williams, I would feel completely different about the pick. I, because I, then I, I would say. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. A hundred percent on board. Because then I go, okay, you already got your two biggest needs, a wide receiver and a corner. Now you can start taking picks to make your defense even better. And if you really have him on your board that high and people say he's that good, I'm okay with it. Now, listen, if it turns out to be that good, we'll we'll eat our words. That's fine. 
the issue with Oscar that I said was as good as he is, they have a ton of money invested in Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. That's right. So the $70 kids, million dollars the, kids, this year. the kids not going to nope. see enough snaps nope. where I think he can really truly develop and get better. I hope now if something happens, we know the injury Eagles are injury prone. One of those guys gets hurt. Hopefully he steps in and plays great. That's good. But in this division, there's really good offenses. So he's going to, he might get snaps just from being the defense being on the field a lot too, because they can't cover anybody. So they said the speed and versatility and his good footwork and strength can have him go to the outside as well. So, okay, so you, you can swap him from the inside to the outside. Are you going to put him in over Derek Barnett, who hasn't panned out yet? Are you going to put him in over an aging BG, who they was might. Still your best defensive end last year? Because let's be real, who else did we have? Yeah. So what are you going to move him all over? They okay, might stand BG. Cool. Yeah. I can see them standing BG up, though, on the outside and then yeah. putting Williams in. But we saw that BG is best when he's off the edge. Even though he's undersized, yeah. he knows how to – he knows how to get by people and maneuver his body. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Are you yeah. for like, I mean, swapping them out? Are you going to put like, you know, during substitutions, is Milt going to sub out with BG or is he going to play on the other side when Barnett needs a break or is Barnett he going to out Barnett? I know that, Nick, and he's getting $10 million guaranteed. It makes no fucking sense. But I saw uh, at least at least talking about that he's going to get traded or cut. Like, who, who are you going to trade him to? Who yeah, wants nobody. him? Nobody. He's and, a guy that you're going to cut and probably put on your practice squad. Especially because he's making so much money. Nobody's going to trade for him. Nobody's going to trade for a $10 million guaranteed defensive lineman who's never done anything besides sit on the bench and be hurt. I would honestly, I I would rather have a guy who's good at one position than versatile at multiple positions. Like, if you wanted to take a a defensive tackle, or then you should have taken Christian Barrymore at 37. Yeah. Not, Not reached for Landon Dickerson at 37. And then you're at a position to take, you know, now you're going to take it. If, if it was such a need, which it obviously was because they took four guys yeah. out of this draft along the defensive line, then why is Christian Barrymore not like blinking in neon when, the, when day one ends and you're like, Oh God, please let him get to 37, please. And then he Everybody gets there and then you're like, who got to 37. Everybody, Everybody we needed got to 37. And mm-hmm. then we take Landon Dickerson, which makes no sense. Every position need that we wanted and that, well, every position need that we need and all the players that we wanted were there. My thing is you had Milt Williams there. That's cool. What's going on, brother? How are you? You had Milt Williams there, right? You take him, but Ronnie Perkins was there too. Yep. So if you want a guy who's a bona fide stud off the edge and a big boy, the dude's like 330 pounds and he, he moves like a linebacker. And he went to Oklahoma. It's a good school. Yeah, to, like, yeah. Why wouldn't you take him? What, why, why Milt, what was so impressive for Milt? How he's the smartest man in the room, Rich. We know Milt, this. I know. We know. Yeah, like, that's definitely the problem, though. It's just that he has final say, doesn't he? Like, how crazy. Yeah. Over he pretty much does, yeah. Over the head scout. The head scout can recommend whatever he wants. Yeah. How he ultimately can override any decision. And then Jeffrey Lurie can override any decision. So okay, Jeffrey okay. Lurie says how he makes the pick. Got to do it how he says. It just makes zero yeah. sense when you yeah. look at can the board and who was there. Go ahead, Don. Can we talk about that little exchange between Howie and Tom Donahoe real quick? Please. Because that, that to old. me, that epitomizes the status of the Eagles front office right there. That, like, this group is on this page. This group is on this page, and no one talks to anybody in the middle. 
And like, it's why it was, we as fans are so negative. Sorry, Don. It's why we are so negative. It's not because we want to, but when you see on publicly televised national fucking world TV, yep. the world is watching this draft essentially because it's all over everywhere. Yeah, you so see okay. Howie Roseman fighting with his senior analyst and Tom Donahue, and Tom Donahue's pissed at the pick, and you got Howie going like this. Everybody sees what we see. I would love to be excited after a draft. I don't care if the analysts go, this was the Eagles' best draft in five years. How we still made these picks. It's a guy who I don't trust, a guy who can't get my trust back. I'm sorry I'm not going to be happy about it because he didn't address my needs when I needed them. You still took Landon Dickerson's. You took yeah. Milt Williams over fucking Ronnie Perkins, and you still had, like you said, Barrett Morser. It just makes zero sense. And, Rich, I don't even know if Donahoe was pissed at the pick. I think he was pissed because they got caught with their pants down. Yeah, They traded back those three picks to gain a sixth-round pick that they end up not even picking anybody. They flipped that pick and another pick for to Washington year. for some for, for you know a fifth-round pick next year. So, like, you, you moved back three spots. You end up missing the guy that you that, – that obviously your scouts wanted. Yep. Because you got greedy. Because you got greedy and you wanted to make a move to – to grab another sixth round pick to take another guy who's going to end up on your practice squad. First, I just, that, that to me epitomized everything that is wrong with the front office that no one that you've got the analytical side over here. You've got the football personnel over here and they've got their board. We've got our board and no one's actually talking. No. So like Donahoe is probably saying like, and and Nick, you were saying like, take the DB. I can't remember the, the I can't remember. Do you remember Aaron, the guy's name? Aaron Robinson. I That's it. Yeah. It's like now he's running around fist bumping people like he just got the best pick in the draft, and that everybody like knows. And he literally looks at him like, what, 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 what? Why are you mad, Tom? What, what, what do you, what do we do wrong? And it's like, and he's Too looking much. at him. And he's like, he's like. We missed the guy we wanted, you idiot. <laughs> and I think that is the problem with why we are so like this. It's not that we want to be like this, but you see the constant letdowns and the constant mistakes. Like mm -hmm. you said, Milt was the wrong pick at three. Yeah, we, we all know. Yeah. Zach was even the wrong pick at four. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, mean – You had to take a corner, so what are you going to do? Yep. So let's talk about Zek next. I, for some reason, it didn't save, so I'll make a banner for him. But let's talk about him. What 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 do we think? Like, how do we feel about that? I mean, he, he's a guy who started off his career at Penn State, couldn't get on the field at Penn State, and transferred to Texas Tech to make sure he had, you know, that that he could get some tape before he moved into the NFL. He played in the like he played in a conference that you need. 67 dbs on your squad because they're th they're they're running pass play after pass play after pass play like they're constantly running four wides in that conference so i i mean i i like his aggressiveness i like the way that he plays um i don't know something just it it, it to me again it's not about the guy it's i feel like you waited too long to address that position. And he's probably because, not going to be a starter day one. And he's so. not going to. And, and that's the major theme with all these guys. 
is that that where you took these guys, they're not going to be day one starters. That guy is not you are you are still lining up Avante Maddox on the opposite side of Darius Slay. And that tells you everything you need to know about That's this sad. draft. Nick, what do you got? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't – at the fourth round, it's it's decent value, I guess. It's a position of need. That's the only positive that I have, right? It's, we needed a DB. But I also agree with Don that I think you waited too long. Second round, if it wasn't going to be Barmore, it should have been Asante Samuel Jr. And if it wasn't either one of those two, it's a miss. So it's a miss. So then you you set yourself up much better, like I said, Rich. I don't know if you were, you were worried about the dogs at the time. But I said, you Once. set yourself up Once. so much better if you go Devontae round one, Asante Samuel round two. Yeah, then you get a lot more leeway with the fan base and everybody criticizing you because you took two positions that we desperately needed. They would both start day one. You get an outside corner, you get a starting receiver. Okay, then round three, if you want to take Mill Williams, I'm like, you know what? He's the best player on your board. Kick him, probably play, whatever. He's a third-round pick. Your other two picks are going to play. And then you, you just buy yourself a little more leeway. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could have gone. I don't know how he said multiple times in his press conference. He makes things worse in his press conferences too because I already know he's an idiot. I don't like the way he answers questions. Talks about more well, analytical side. Listen, Oscar, right? You could put on a football game, watch a football game, and go, yo, this dude can play. Mm-hmm. Or, yo, this dude really can't really, – this dude's really not that good. So what is, what is up with the analytical part of it? I don't understand. I really don't. It's- you can watch a dude play and you can go – Yo, this dude's just dominating dudes. He's dominating people. Oh, man, look, look, you got this guy's ball in space. He makes you miss. He can play. I don't need to necessarily see his 40 time. I can watch the tape and go, he's pretty fast. Or, you know, you know, it's like watching Cam Newton run coming out of college. He didn't look that fast, but he got by you. Vince Young didn't look that fast, but he got by you. It's yeah. so, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the critical part is, yeah, but when you put him in this situation over top of the nose tackle, I don't care. Can he play? Does he beat his man? He beats his man. Go ahead, Oscar. Because Nick, Nick asked you like Nick asked you like four times. I did because Nick asked you four no, times. What do you think? I, I, want, I want to hear what you're saying. What I was Sorry, Nick. Say, honestly, it was just you're like good. no. It's just annoying because like there's a there there's such a thing as field speed. Like a forty time is not field speed. Like these there's like I played with multiple kids who didn't look fast on paper, but then once they once they touched the field, they were quick, and they didn't analytically look fast but it's like it's you're trying to be the smartest guy in the room just like everyone's saying and it's just he's trying to bring that money ball stuff into a sport we like i mean nick hit the nick hit the nail on the head times during that so i'm sorry for muting you but i really wanted to hear what oscar said but when everything you said was true so you you look at it is like zek mcpherson like the the one thing i hate hate saying is this guy has a high ceiling and then what comes after that what conjunction comes after that but but his game needs refined do not tell me this guy has a high ceiling but what's the but oh he has bad tracking skills oh his game needs refinement his his footwork uh going towards the outside he can't get his head around there's a lot of things that i don't like when i see high ceiling guy but do not give me guys with butts. I know everybody's going to need room for improvement. They're not going to say, hey, this guy's a stud. You watch. Here's the difference between cornerbacks. 
Watch J.C. Horn play. Watch Sertan play. Watch Greg uh, Newsom play. Watch Asante mm-hmm. Samuel play. There's one thing that they did consistently in college that these guys didn't. Zach McPherson is one of these guys. Tell me what they did consistently that this guy didn't do. They know how to catch? No. I didn't watch the simple film. thing. Simple thing of a D back. They turned their head and the ball. They got us. They got their heads around. This dude loves staring at guys' chests. Devon or Devon. he doesn't play the ball. Exactly. They said he has good ball skills, meaning he can catch when he's undercutting guys. But when he's one on one on a guy and he's pressed on him, he's staring at the guy's chest. He does not turn for the ball. You're gonna Do get not give me a guy. And you know what's going to happen in the NFL? It's going to be a pass interference every single time he's on the field because he can't get his head around. Do not draft cornerbacks who can get their head around. That means you will not be a good pro. And that is a very bad habit, and it's something hard to break. And you can't teach a guy you have to watch the quarterback. You have to get your head around when you think the ball's getting thrown to you. I'm just, I'm just so mad. Like I just, I get it, but we should have. I mean, at ten, realistically, you should have traded back. Said, all right, I love Devonta Smith. That's easy pick, especially. All right, here we go. Says easy pick. Of course, the easiest pick. You should have traded back to the twenties. Got a first round pick from the Bears. Let them move up to take Justin Fields and took Greg Newsom. That's who you should have took because he's intellect. He's very smart. He has ball skills and he hits your need for a corner. There's no point of the Eagles drafting a wide receiver this year. Next year, maybe if Jalen Hurts is actually what you say he is. But I understand the need for it. But are you really trying to win games anyway? I don't think so. So drafting Devonta Smith 10 means. You have four more years because next year is going to be washed. You have four more years, so you have to decide if you're going to sign him again, which I guarantee they don't, and they're going to let him walk. It's just that's that's my theory on everything. It's just that's my life. That's what I think. It is what it is, but I'm really pissed off that we drafted a corner that can't turn his head. Moving on to the next round. Kenneth Gainwell, Gainwell running back, Memphis. I know nothing about this guy. And this is the last round that we're actually going to touch on. So, Nick, I'll let you start. Yeah, I actually like I actually like Gainwell. Um, I'm pretty sure I, pre- I believe he opted out last year, but he was always mm-hmm. in the mix as one of those top five running backs this year. He's kind of I mean, I hope the Eagles use him the right way. I think Sirianni will. I don't know how Doug would use him. I know Sirianni's coming from the indie offense, so you got to view him as kind of the Naheem Hines role, right? You're going to play him as a slash back and from the third down. You might put him and Sanders on the field together. I like that. Um, Sanders has proven that he's he's solid, but he gets banged up rather than trying to get the ball. Boston Scott, you know what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Howard, please go retire somewhere. Like, at least it gives us another offensive guy that's talented. Um, yeah, Chris, I tell I told Rich that him him and um, – I think I told you guys. Don I did too, right? know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that, but I didn't know somehow some down down the line. Um, he's a good player. I see him being like maybe this year coming in and being effective on like punt return, maybe kick return. He'll definitely get some touches and third down situations. Scat back. Will he um, take carries away from Jordan Howard? Please so. God, yes. I hope so. I still I can't so. get over the fact that he literally said. I thought I would never play football again. And yeah. then the Eagles called me. And like, like, oh my fucking God, what does that tell you? Like, what does that tell you? This guy has zero confidence in himself. <laughs> yeah. We pay him. 
but we yeah. pay him. Yeah, Rich, I was watching when you watch some of the Gainwell highlight tapes, and he's got like he's got those Darren Sproles legs where they're just like they look like tree trunks. And there's yeah. guys coming like corners coming at the hit him, and they just like bounce off his legs, man. It's crazy. So he's he's not a really big guy, but he's explosive. He he's hard to tackle. He's got some wiggle to him. So I like the pick. I mean, in the fifth round, you get a guy that's yeah. actually gonna yeah. he's gonna have some impact for us because he's gonna get some touches. So it's a good oh guy. I mean, I impact? think I think he as impact? far as in the fifth round, yeah, beautiful so. thing. Um, I mean, if you look at the way that Memphis, you know, Naheem Hines is is a great comp for him. Um, when you look at how they they used him at Memphis and how they he catches the ball really well out of the backfield, um, he's a good he's good he's a good blocker. Let's so I love loves like the the one clip that I saw going around was the the Memphis bowl game where they played Penn State and he uh, he clips Micah Parsons coming off the off the edge and, and then goes out into into a route on the flat. Um, I think for him, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be a, like, he's going to be a guy that is going to, I feel like he, he could be an offensive weapon. He's a guy that you might be able to put in the backfield with Sanders, maybe motion him out into the flat and, and maybe put him, you know, maybe get him into a bubble screen. Um, and I think Devonte Smith being on the outside and him attracting, uh, you know, a one-on-one defender is going to, it's going to put players like this in positions to make plays. So um, I, I look for Sirianni to use him in, in that Naeem Hines role, that Sproles role where, you know, he can come in third down, um, but also be effective in both the run and the pass. All right. I mean, I'm fine with it if you guys are fine with it, because obviously you guys know. I'm good. But it would be uh, – that's me. Is and that's true. I'm, that's I'm, true. I'll, t- I'll take it. Wrong. If he, that, that if he started true. over Antonio Gibson, um, then yeah, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna have an impact for us. He's gonna yeah. see the field and he's gonna play well. Like you know what he is. He doesn't have any injury concerns. He doesn't. He wasn't overdrafted. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, he was productive in school. You know, Memphis actually has a pretty good track record with running backs and like some skill players. So it's not it's not a bad pick at all. I honestly don't want to touch on the last guys or the best late round guy just for time and just for us just to be able to talk. Can I just say real quick? I love Jacoby Stevens. You know, Nick, we were talking about that, that the, the safety that they picked who's kind of projects maybe in that, you know, that, that linebacker, they, they were the, the comp that they made was was the J was kind of like a late round version of JOK. So if, if you know, I mean, I, LSU, I you can't go wrong drafting guys from LSU to play in a secondary usually. Nope. Yeah, he's the hybrid, right? He's going to most likely yes. play yeah, linebacker. Yeah, they say he plays linebacker, linebacker yes. safety. The Eagles announced him as a linebacker. They want him to be Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Correct. We'll and yeah. Uh, what's McCall? And, and to, uh, that, to that comment, Trayvon Grimes, he played at Florida. He's, he's a good player. I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely red zone target. But, you know, the issue is – like we talked about it before, Rich, is that like Gainwell will, will have like a game like, you know, Miles Sanders is out or Gainwell has one of those games where he has like 150 yards. People are going to be like, look at Howie, man, found another diamond in the rough. And then people are going to give him – and what does that give Howie another good five years on his life sentence that he has with this team as the GM? It's like this guy can literally – Do nothing and do I, nothing, do no harm. It doesn't do no make wrong. any sense. He, you know what I mean? It's like what does this guy have to do to get fired? Can we talk about his press conference? Sure. We can Did get you into watch that the press conference. Yeah. No, 
No, I didn't. I'm not. So, I don't listen to anything he I don't, says anymore. I don't watch the press conferences, but usually when I'm in the car on my way to work, like if I drop the kids off or whatever, I'll turn on the radio and they always talk about it or they'll replay parts of it. And he talks a very big game, right? So the one thing he said was, there was a question asked, a lot of the fans are upset. You know, you used five picks. What was it four or five? I think it was five picks on D-line total, right? You told me this yesterday. You yep. said, so you used five picks on your D-line. Like, a lot of fans are really upset. They feel like you could have addressed other positions. And he said, well, you know, as long as I'm here, it's been something that I always do. And the guys next to me believe we build, we build in the trenches. And I did that. They shouldn't be surprised. I'm always going to draft line. We won a championship that way, and we'll win another one the same way. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw up my well, mouth. First of all, first of all let me get this right. So your drafts from 2014 and 2007, right? The, just those drafts, right? It's eight years ago, it's five year, you know, seven years ago, six years ago, whatever, all those draft picks. You drafted all those players. How many – can you tell me how many of those players are still on the roster today? Two. Two. Because we talked about it. Two. And it's Isaac Samalu and Derek Barnett. Yeah. Derek Barnett's not going to be in the roster after this year, and Alex Samalu mm-hmm. is a guard, yeah. whatever. And he's okay. He's not great. So it's like you're drafting these players, and you're going to draft all these defensive linemen. How many of them have panned out for us? I'm just curious, Howie. Fletcher Cox is the Fletcher only one. Cox. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and in recent and memory, is Fletcher Cox. Cox. And he's not the same player he was. Right, well, so he keeps like, getting triple teamed because Hargraves can't stay on the field, and he has nobody else that's around him who can true. even blitz. He's so also get, and, and the linebackers can't blitz. He's also so, over thirty now. So once yeah. you start, you know what I mean. So it's like, but you saw last year of how dominant he was, and then you take him out of the game, and how trash that line is without him in it. Yeah, it's of course, a, it's and it's that's, night that's and day. A, that's the thing. Like this defense is going to be on the field a lot, right? Because you have a young offense. They're going to be. There's going to be some mistakes but they also can't cover anybody. So I think that the defense, obviously we're not going to have to watch Jim Schwartz uh, leave guys. We're going to stay 15 yards off him, let him get those seven-yard slants and run for 20 yards. We're not going to see that anymore, which is good. But then ultimately, maybe Schwartz, you know, it's kind of like maybe we'll see this year that he had to do that because the personnel they gave him is shit. You see that. So maybe you're you like, I have to play my corners 15 yards off because when I put fucking Jalen Mills on the guy, what happens? He turns to burnt toast and you see his numbers all the time. I don't want to see the back of his jersey. Terrible. I'm very excited we got rid of him. Yeah, watch. Very happy we got rid of him. You know, Bill Belichick will make him look good. You know what I mean? So it's like the press conferences, this guy just talks a big game like we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And what I hear in my head is this guy's not going anywhere ever. So let's uh, answer these two questions that were given. We'll answer Chris's first because it's up here. All right, never mind. Well, uh, (laughs) whatever you want to do, producer. I forgot you're running the show. I'm so used to fucking up. Oscar, you missed it. We did a a whole five minutes, and then I didn't hit go live. So we had to redo it. Yeah, it was hilarious. I suck. Chris's question, where does Zach Ertz go? Uh, It's simple. Apparently, they're asking for a two now, so he will be on the Eagles roster next year. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. If he was yeah, going to get drafted, if he was going to get traded, it would have happened before uh, during the draft. And they said his asking price was way too high. So let's go to eight two. I'm saying Joe Douglas. I like Joe Douglas's draft, but Jerry mm-hmm. Jones, Stephen Jones, had fucking one hell of a draft. <laughs> Good God, their linebackers are steals. Shit. I will. I will. I think everybody, all of them, did well except for Howie. But I'll say Andrew Barry just because. His first two picks are day one impact players with Greg Newsom and JOK. Yeah. And their yep. defense was already good. And then they got two more good players. 
you have a legit outside corner, and then you have your you know your hybrid linebacker that's all over the field that's going to play that. You know, he's basically your rover where he can play middle linebacker. He can play on the outside. He can play safety. He can cover those Kyle Pitts and Evan Ingrams and George Kittles and Darren Wallers that you're going to have to play against. So I'll go Andrew Barry. Dom, what do you got? I, 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 I'm about to throw up in my mouth a little bit, but I think the, like the Cowboys had a, had a great draft. I mean, for them to be able to, to, to move back, get Parsons at 12, and then, you know, pick up a guy like Jabril Cox in the fifth round, the guy that we talked about, then the Eagles probably taken, you know, should have taken a look at in the third round. Um, I mean, and they they did exactly what we thought the Eagles will do, which is yeah. load up on defense, but on the – like in a variety of spots. Like a, a number of – like I think I'm, I'm looking at their draft and it looked like they picked – three offensive players. Everybody else is either uh, a DB, a linebacker, say like, like I, I I hate the fact that I have to root against Michael Parsons. Didn't they I get the guy from TCU? Him, but, uh, Which one? Who got, who got Mo Rig from TCU? Raiders. Ooh, the Raiders. That's right. Rich, that's another part. We talked about that in round two. Dickinson, you could have taken – Sante Samuel Jr., Trevon Morig. You could have oh taken uh, the other safety, Richie Grant. You could have yep. taken JOK. You could have taken Barmore. That's five players right there that if they would have taken them, I'd be like, this team's way better off. They could have yep. taken my boy, too. Uh, well, they would have all been from they Oklahoma State. Been, yeah, he went a couple of weeks later. Yeah, he was there. They would have all been day one guys. They would have all been guys that you could have slotted in day one and could have played. And all healthy. So that yeah. takes us, gentlemen, to our final thoughts. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to hit it. <laughs> I was waiting for Oscar. It was a good stare down. I want to see what his fingers were doing. Don, take it away, buddy. Tell us, tell um, us your final thoughts. Tell us what you're doing tomorrow. Oh, so tomorrow night, uh, I'm going to be down at the Flyers game. They're going to shit faced, wasted. <laughs> so we're going to so, uh, Will Farrell and old school. We're going streaking. So, you know, to be able to, to, to go down there, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what they have planned. Um, but you know, to be able to go down there, um, you know, to have my, some of my colleagues be able to come down, um, and be down there. Cause you know, the, the, this is not a, a, a Don Conaway, Mr. Conaway kind of thing. This is a, a huge collective effort to, to try to kind of band together to get, this opportunity for, you know, these students. Um, I'm excited, you know, two years ago, um, I got to ride on the Zamboni, <laughs> um, nice. this, this nice. year, uh, you know, to be able to, to go down there, um, and, and be able to, you know, kind of sit in the, to be able to sit in one of the boxes that, you know, ha- has whatever the setup that they have down there. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm excited. My, you know, we got to bust out the, uh, the old jerseys uh, from the from the back of the closet, you know, for the kids. We found a uh, Antero Nitamaki jersey. Ooh. We found a, a Flyers, uh, a Forsberg Flyers jersey. Um, so, you know, just kind of busting out that that kind of stuff and just being able to take uh, take this opportunity to just share this story with with everybody has just been incredible. So, uh, what do you got for me, Rich? 
Oh, sorry. I had lots of dogs in. No, dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck. Yo, dude, you're yeah, such like, a damn rich. Does Rich have a Brian Boucher jersey about to pull out? I thought you were about to run back in. with like a bust out jersey. No, dude, the fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the dogs are barking and I don't want them to wake up uh, the missus. I'm like, God damn it, dogs. We have four dogs here right now. So, and it's con- I'm constantly rotating dogs. Yeah, shout out to Henry, dude. Where's he at? Yeah, shout out to Henry. Henry's upstairs in our bed. Passed out. Nice. Yeah, Polly's in the spare bedroom. And these two are down here. But uh, you are a puck slut, Don. I just wanted to let you know that. And we awesome. appreciate you. And I hope awesome. you have an amazing time. I actually looked at tickets to go tomorrow. Surprised I was going to make a sign. And then I realized the Flyers fucking suck and I'm not going. Sorry. Just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Just, IRS hit me pretty, pretty hard this year. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, shouts to Don. Everybody go vote for our man Don. You know, is it Don? I don't remember if you said, is it once a day you can vote on the same phone? You, you, you can vote once a day on any device. So okay. any device, every device you got, it, there, it's literally two clicks. There's no email. There's no sign up. Yeah. There's there. It's, so it's easy, guys. There's no excuses. You know, you guys no, fucking type one on your phones all day anyway. Do it and, and help then, them out. Oh, Rich, it, no, literally, I, it, it literally takes less than five seconds to do. It's really easy. Yeah, listen, I drove by Sterling earlier today when I had to go pick up the kids, and I saw who won Educator of the Year. Did you see? Miss Galt. Shout out Miss Galt, dude, my favorite Shout teacher out. ever. Sharon Galt. Great nice. lady. Galt. Great lady. She's a real awesome lady. Literally my, favorite, literally my favorite teacher at Sterling. The best. She taught Espanol. Yeah, she did teach Spanish. Uh, Oscar, I had to throw that in there. Oscar's like, damn, I got an A in every class, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I had to challenge myself. Should have been illegal for Oscar to take Spanish. It's such a cop-out. It really is. They should have like literally been like, oh, your name's Oscar Miguel. Shout out to your old name. They were like, you should take French or Latin, like a vote. Like, who gives a shit? All they do is your mom comes to Yeah, your mom comes to like the first first, uh, parent-teacher conference. They're like, really? This fucking kid's taking Spanish class? Yeah, she would have slapped me. She would have been like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Oscar, what are your final thoughts, my brother? My final thoughts? Um, since we like bitching about Howie a lot, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to what's going on over Yes, it's burning. It's burning it all down, baby. But they, their their motto is, you, you play when we want you to play. <laughs> that's literally so great. So great. They stopped the biggest game of the year, regular season game of the year. They postponed it. They didn't let the team bust. Awesome. It's just they're, they're, that's how upset they are to owners and management. And I just thought, how funny would it be? Because I think when I think of United supporters, I think of Eagles, Philadelphia supporters, because they're just okay. as I feel like. I definitely think the Eagles could definitely do something like that. And I'm not joking. Stop, I mean, they won't. Yeah. Stop, stop, they won't. Stop. Please. People are literally on Twitter talking about, oh, I'm gonna see you at the games this year. Oh, I know it's gonna suck, but you know, at least we get to see each other. Yeah, like, they don't no. have, but this is, and that's and that's the problem. No, dude, Oscar, people it, we're America. We want to just consume. We just want to consume everything and we wanna be a part of it. We don't want to be part of change. We just want to sit back and just complain about it instead of being proactive and doing something about our sports teams like they do uh, over in football land. We don't do that here. We just cry about it. This is what we do. I'm not going to any games or buying anything Eagles besides what I have now because I'm upset. Will I watch them next year? Probably not. It'll just be red zone because I know what it's going to be. It's going to be shit game after shit game after shit game. I'm completely content with not watching them. But Oscar, they're doing it right. You know what the funny thing is, Nick, Don, and Oscar? It'd be crazy if like Oscar would start a show 
Damn. That's been rolling for about like about soccer. Know. Yeah, about soccer oh. called like drunk abroad. Like it was right. so crazy. And then you could talk about this. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> just Sarah, so I, I love saying like the, it's an idea the, there. the, it's just, just an the idea. stuff that you've been sharing has been great. And it it's kind of opened my mind to uh you know to something that I'm not Bingo. kind of like hardcore into. Um but that I mean to to see that that scene outside of the stadium where they're all just sitting there chanting and they're just saying yeah, like, like, forget you. Like, we got yeah. this. Um, yeah, fuck the Glazers. It, yeah, seriously, it was super. I'll say and, it. I'll say it. <laughs> no, I have nothing to lose, Don. I got your back, bud. He's a teacher. Me, I'm going to be an OTA. I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Put your pants on. That's what we do. It's motivation, baby. It's motivation. But yeah, like Don said, dude, you're. I love the posts. I love reading about things that I don't know about. Yeah. It's very insightful because I like I'll text you like, oh my God, what's going on? You're like, well, basically, this is what happened. If Howie Roseman made a bad pick and then everybody revolted against him and showed up the stadium, decided to burn some cars, That's they it. might fire him. I'm like, oh it's shit, it's that easy? Yeah. No way. Crazy. I love it. My final thoughts. I'm just gonna end this uh with that. I don't think Howie can do anything in my mind to change what he did to this organization. You can't go from a Super Bowl team in 2017 and then it's only 2021 and be this bad. Uh, I look at our faces when we talk about it. I hear our tones until Oscar comes in and everybody perks up. It's so, <laughs> it speaks volumes for how our facial expressions are, how we talk so mundane and melancholy when we literally just won a Super Bowl a little over three seasons ago. And we want to sit here and be like, oh, oh, woe is me. Because, I mean, we're in a tight spot, which we are. I wish people were proactive and be like, hey, I'm not going to go to games. I'm going to hit the owner in their pocket. I mean, you saw a live tickets. Yeah, you saw a live breakdown. You saw a breakdown in communications on nationally televised TV. But will there be anything done about it? No, Tom Donahue will probably resign. Uh, Howie will still be there or something will happen. All of a sudden he had, had a shift and they had to move him out of the building. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing. We live in a world where Howie does no wrong. Uh, Jeffy just lets him do whatever. And Jeffy Dahmer or Jeffrey Lurie, <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie, <laughs> Jeffy Dahmer, <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffy Dahmer. <laughs> what is that from? Uh, <laughs> it's the fucking movie. They canceled it. I think. Did you mute yourself, Rich? He did it. I don't know why you can't hear him. Yeah. You know anything? We couldn't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you yeah. hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was yeah. weird. I don't know what the hell happened there. Yes, they did cancel the ringer. They did. Uh, <laughs> Still funny movie. Great movie. Ice cream. I will leave it on that. Gentlemen, Don, Oscar, thank you for coming on. I know you had a hectic day. Nick, thank you as always. Philly. We out. We out. Go vote. Until next week. Vote for Don, motherfuckers. God damn. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Do it for the, do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.